0: And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
2: All right, forget about last summer. It's all about this summer. We've all been inside long enough, so grab some beach towels, stock the cooler, and make your escape. It's time to celebrate the best season of the year like never before. With so many great stories and programs, Audible is the perfect summer partner. And now is the absolute best time to do it, because Prime members can save 53% off your first four months. With Audible, you can listen to more of whatever you're into, because Audible has it all. An unbeatable selection of audiobooks, tons of binge-worthy podcasts, and exclusive originals, all available to download or stream. Here's what you get. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month, like the latest bestseller, or hottest new release, yours to keep forever. But here's the best part. You also get full access to Audible streaming library, the Plus Catalog. Discover your next podcast obsession, check that audiobook off your bucket list, or get lost in a world of original content from celebrity creators, best-selling authors, and leading experts. The kind of stuff you can't hear anywhere else. Stream all you want, as much as you want. Audible is a perfect companion for summer because no matter where you're going or what you're doing, you'll always have just the right thing to listen to at your fingertips. Perfect for road trips, lazy beach days, long bike rides, or just barbecuing in the backyard. Right now, for a limited time, Amazon Prime members can save 53% on four months of Audible. That's only $6.95 a month. If you're not an Amazon Prime member, what are you waiting for? Go to Amazon and sign up so you can get this deal and so much more get more out of summer with audible to take advantage of this incredible limited time offer go to audible.com/wade that's audible.com/wade
5: Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans for the week of Monday, June 28th, 2021. As always, or as occasionally, I am your host, Robert Vios, and I'm joined this week by my usually regular co-host and sometimes host, Rick Monsi.
4: Rick, how's it going? Doing pretty good, Robert. Glad to have you back because as interesting it was to do a solo show, just a lot of pressure, you know?
5: yeah and it's it's funny for a little peek behind the curtain rick and i are like we we live pretty different lives have very different lifestyles except for the fact that we get busy around the same time like all the time like if one of us has something come up like the other one inevitably will so that's just kind of how that how that shook out but thank you everyone for for sticking with us in that little uh two-week stretch and we're we're back at you ready to talk about some mma some boxing maybe even a little pro wrestling this week um But if you want to get in that conversation with us, definitely helps us uh, on the solo shows when we have extra content uh, to feed you. That's not just from one of us. Go ahead and send us an email, mma livecast at gmail.com. That's l i v e c a s t at gmail.com. Go ahead and hit us up there with anything, pro wrestling, MMA, boxing, or really anything else that you would like to pick our brains about. Okay, Rick. Um... So, if you are a promoter of uh, fight sports, was it like some sort of international law that you had to have an event this week?
4: Yeah, and you know what? Here's what I was going to tell you about it. I I suffered for it with Mm -hmm. my age and everything. I sat in that computer chair of mine for probably 10 hours, and I blew out my back. Not even joking. So, when I went to go get (laughs) coffee this morning, I was hunched over like an old man I, I couldn't fall asleep very well. I kept on waking up last night. I blew up my back when you, you're 37 years old, doesn't take much. It's just like, you know, it's not not a big challenge to blow your back out. And oh, so God. I was just sitting in a hunch position for so long. Extra worse. Now I'm now I'm taking my little red pills to make me happier.
5: This is this is awesome, Rick. Um, you yeah. I I knew you had something coming on the show, but I didn't know what it was. Just another peek behind the curtain. Uh, MMA is a dangerous sport, obviously. Yeah, it's so dangerous. That it you, it yeah, you got her Yeah, you got.
4: Oh, and it wasn't just MMA too. Is boxing? I'm not even joking. It like really hurts. Like I don't know what. Need to get an ice pack. Anyways, I had a lot of fun watching all the things. We started out with UFC, which we'll talk about. And then UC started earlier, if you mm-hmm. guys didn't realize it, because there was a top-ranked card on, which I watched the entire thing of that as well. And then Showtime had a pay-per-view, which I watched the highlights of that. You saw some of those. It was just – and as you mentioned before, there's a lot of other things going on.
5: Yeah, we had uh, – earlier. well, on Friday, we had both Bellator and PFL. You had Cage Warriors. You had Bare Knuckle. You had some Ryzen mixed in there. Just. Mm-hmm. Tons and tons, and I'm probably missing some tons and tons of MMA. We're gonna mostly be focused on UFC because it's kind of.
4: Did you want to talk about PFL a little bit? Because I did watch that, yeah. Uh,
5: we'll talk about it,
4: uh, a little kind bit of, afterwards,
5: yeah. Okay. Kind of nightcap because I, uh, I also didn't watch any pro wrestling this week. So I'm a little, I, oh, after the pay per view on Sunday, I just didn't watch the the weekly shows this week. So we'll need something to fill in that back little section as we normally do. Um, let's, let's just go with the UFC being that that's kind of where we're centered at over here rick first off before we get into the card specifically would you like with this kind of unique start time because this wasn't the international start time where it's like you know we're not even awake yet this is actually where you and i live a mid morning start time early afternoon for people on the east coast what do you think about this start time? loved
4: it 10 a.m fight start are you kidding me Mm -hmm. that's the best Because usually how my morning goes when I'm not working is I wake up at 6.45 in the morning because I always forget to pull the shades down and I get a lot of sunlight exposure and the stupid birds wake me up. And so I up and then I go back to bed and I usually wake up about 9.30 again. And so I woke up, I made my coffee and there was fights. It was great. I just, I couldn't have started my morning better. Little did I know that there's a ticking time (laughs) bomb in the lower part of my back. But at the moment I was feeling really good about it.
5: Yeah, I I really loved it, um, and I I have a pretty high opinion of this card, and I don't know if it's tainted because of just um, again, I, and I've learned this with pro wrestling as well. Watch stuff that stuff that you have to watch in an intent manner, like you know, obviously, if stuff that you just want to use for entertainment, watch that whenever. But stuff that you're you're kind of watching with a careful eye, um, if you can, watch it when you feel the best because I think it really um, helps you process uh what is happening and you get less resentment towards what you're watching i i thought though overall as a card as well this was not a a blow away card by any means and not particularly newsworthy but a decent sit-through um i thought the decision fights were were fairly entertaining um lots of not issues with officiating but officiating came into play several times and then we had um, a few finishes so i thought overall pretty good mix of a good uh fight night card on a busy day um of all kinds of combat sports and sports um just just a a busy time in general it's a good time if you're not 72 years old it's a good time to sit in front of the tv uh under the air conditioner Mm -hmm. and just watch all these sports but you know
4: Speaker, you know, right. it's funny too, if you watch it live, which sounds like Yumi essentially did, the first two fights yet again really just put us if you want to talk about it in sequential order, kind of that's how mm. I remember it. Mm. Like the first fight with Yancy Medeiros was really good. And, that was uh, that Damir, was cheating though.
5: That I don't consider this part of our you have to watch the opening fight uh because
4: we know who Yancey is.
5: Yeah, we know both of it. Like this would, this is the this is the fight. Had I done the show with you last week, where we would have pinpointed as like this is the fight to watch that's buried on the cart. Like I feel like that holds up better when we just like have never heard of these guys. Right. I mean, it's I mean,
4: cheating a little bit.
5: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, very pedantic here on, on that point. Um, but yeah, let's let's go let's go through it that way. We'd never do that, but it's it's middle of summer. Let's uh, let's go through from the. Uh, the earlier fights And we'll work our way To the main event So the main event Of our UFC discussion Will be the actual main event And as you mentioned Demir Hadovich uh, Taking out Yancey Madero's Unanimous decision 29 28s Across the board Fantastic fight As was to be expected um, mm. But just Just throwing Throwing bombs out there Both of these guys I just found this Extremely entertaining
4: Yeah I thought it was Really good too And Yancy Picked it up uh, In the third round mm-hmm. Which just you thought he actually had a chance, and the announcers were like, "Maybe it's a 10-8, maybe it's tied." I think we all knew that Demir was going to win this one, but he was gassed in the third round because he was just trying to put it on Yancey. He was throwing his concrete hands over at Yancey's face, and he wasn't budging. And unfortunately for Yancey, this is probably it as far as his USU career goes. But he's one of those guys who's just exciting as hell.
5: Yeah, just a, a kind of kind of one of those old timer, prelim guys. That's. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just kind of there for us to, uh, to take in following that. We had Charles Rosa taking out the guitar hero, Justin James by split decision. Um, my favorite split decisions and one guy gets a 30, 27. That's always right. my favorite version of this, of the split decision. Justin
4: James was pissed.
5: He was, I don't think he was justified though.
4: No, he lost.
5: Yeah. Um, from there, the only women's fight on this card, which is a little weird, you had Julia Avila defeating uh, Juliana Strolorenko. This was entertaining because Avila was yep. just beating the crap out of her. But Strolorenko, extremely tough, as she's shown a few times in the UFC. And then after the fact, Avila, just as happy as you can be, gave Cormier about the biggest hug and then apologized for possibly bleeding on his suit, which is just, I love that I get to say that. As an MMA podcaster, that's just a word I get to say apologize for bleeding on your suit.
4: Yeah. I and the first round too how they're just throwing haymakers at each mm. other. It didn't look like the most professional fight, but it sure was fun to watch.
5: But hey, it's like we we talk With all the, the time about bantamweight on the women's side just being um so sterile. It's, it it's good when you see something pop up, you know. Yeah. um from that division. Uh, from there, you had Mar- Marcin Pacino taking on Isaac Villanueva, winning with a body kick, a a overeem to Lesnar-style um, body kick where, uh, where Villanueva just got doubled over in this one. Mm-hmm.
4: Man, those guys were throwing, too. Mm-hmm. And Isaac Villanueva, he definitely looked like a boxer. His punching was very, very accurate, very crisp, hard hitter. He kind of looked like that one heavyweight boxer who fought a couple months ago. As far as his style and his tattoo, he just looked very similar to I forgot the guy's name, who it went against. Won't remember, but anyways, he he uh, he was looking pretty good, but in the second round he got taken out, and it was interesting too. The body kick it happened. Marcin connected with it, but he wasn't doing a lot of body work because he only had one round to work, and he was losing that round. So mm-hmm. that just shows you how powerful that kick was. That liver shot really just. Lights out for him. A lot of body punch finishing this night in general, both in MMA and boxing.
5: Um, a body kick uh TKO or KO. It just seems like the most painful like thing imaginable, doesn't it?
4: Yeah, because your your will is there, but your body's shutting down. It's it's kind of like, yo, bro, we are done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the because, brain,
5: because like it, it just seems so much more. Intuitive whenever your, your head gets blasted and you just like the right. lights get shut up But yeah when it's your internal organs just going we are not doing this and overriding the rest of you uh, There's a definitely a piece of violence there moving on from that in his UFC debut Jeremiah Wells taking out Wally Alves With a KO due to punches early in the in the second round and this uh, This was this was spirited is how I would describe that first round and then Wells getting the the win Which I thought was kind of surprising in the second round
4: Right. It was just, just, it went at him. I love it when things like that. It, it looks like a legitimate fight. Mm-hmm. Just went out there and crushed him.
5: And the, the experience and status difference just meant nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I like Felder on commentary, you know, his former training partner. Everyone's saying, no, that's why Felder's retired because he had to train with this dude. That's
4: funny. Felder uh, needs to stop talking about himself during the fights, by the way. <laughs> He's what becoming Dominic Cruz.
5: Uh, uh-oh. I was going to say, what did you think of the broadcasting, general?
4: Not very good today. I I John Anik is severely missed when he's not around. I don't miss mm-hmm. Joe Rogren, fight card to fight card. Like, it's nice to hear his voice. I like his podcast. But he does come with some of his own baggage. And I thought the, the guy who's a straight commentator, I, I never remember his name. Fitz, but Fitzgerald? Guy, Fitzgerald. I like Fitzgerald. I think he does a good job. But – I think John Annick for whatever reason he's starting to come into his own with his own personality and god he's so much better than, than Goldie.
5: Yeah, it's I was not, the, I was actually look. thinking that same thing earlier. Like I like Rogan more now that Goldie's not there. I realized that. Yeah. Um you know it's it, but it's more small though. like to me Rogan's not a good week to week UFC commentator. Ooh. He's good for the big events. Yeah, it, that uh, and so, honestly Goldberg was kind of like that in in some ways, but that has limitations. Whereas Anik, he's he's perfect in that role as the the sort of hall monitor. And maybe that's what you're identifying was missing. I kind of enjoyed the broadcast honestly, um, but maybe it's just my my, my extreme anti dominant cruise on commentary um bias showing but but it does it does veer into there's a fine line on old sport commentary between are you doing commentary or or are you doing a podcast and i think they may fell a little bit into that podcast lane last night
4: yeah i think so too there's too many divergence from what's actually happening in front of them and talking about random things Mm. during the fight and they're missing some action or emphasizing some action especially towards the end of fights they just get on this DC would say something, Felder would follow up, and it has nothing to do with what's going on to be like a joke or something. Mm-hmm. And there's like some action happening that they could be, they need to make it more exciting because we don't have a crowd. Yeah. So they need to emphasize what's going on. When they have a crowd, they can go a little bit more podcasty. It doesn't really matter, but they are the crowd to us. They're the energy. And when their energy isn't very high and they're so distracted, they're not even paying attention to the fight. I think that really.
1: And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
5: Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will
6: be joining us every week.
2: We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me,
5: a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Daily Cast listeners, thank you, first of all, for streaming the shows. Be sure you're subscribing. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to pro wrestling podcasts. But while you're at it, If you're not yet, please subscribe to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast and Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows. Search Wade Keller and see two logos pop up a blue one and a red one. The red logo, the post shows, cover Raw and SmackDown each week with a fast turnaround time of a couple hours after the shows end. And also, every Saturday, we present a flashback to our analysis from five years ago that week covering Raw. Jason Powell from ProWrestling.net joins me and we analyze what happened on Raw five years ago. So check out that time capsule every weekend. The Blue Logo Show features the Thursday flagship plus our first-run interviews, our classic interviews, and our mailbag segments. So again, search Wade Keller and click subscribe to both the red logo and the blue logo.
5: was and then we'll, we'll get back to the fights here in a second because we got to talk about was the uh was this card mic'd a little bit differently as well as far so as like the ambience? i noticed that
4: yeah i yeah. noticed that too there was some micing issues during some of the entrances and during some of the announcements i think the live mic something was going on because I, I during an entrance of one of the fighters it almost seemed like the camera mic was being used
5: yeah all of a sudden i to say like the onboard mic all of a sudden kicked in
4: yeah, yeah. it was weird it didn't happen a lot, but it did happen a couple times. Not a huge thing, but noticed it.
5: But I also could like cause sometimes in these in these uh, apex cards, you still kind of you hear the room a little bit. And I, I just didn't feel that. I felt like it was actually very quiet. Um, and they do a good job generally of miking these, these these empty arena cards. And I just felt like this was just a, oh a random weird one.
4: Uh, to that point, really fast, they're not really empty arenas anymore. The families there, a bunch of the crews there. You can they, just don't have you user. Yeah. they don't have crowds. Yeah, crowds. But these are these Apex fights are different from the ones we had just six months ago. I I really do think that as much as I like the aesthetic of the Apex, I, we're not getting the the silent. Oh, you can hear every footstep, every breath anymore. Mm. I haven't. Maybe I'm getting used to it, but I I feel like they should put some people into these these arenas like put pack 50 people in there like they do with the contender series why not
5: yeah and I, I've, I've noticed that too I don't know if the novelty has worn off on that um, or it's just a, there's more actual people in there so it kind of drowns that out a little bit but I've noticed that um, as well and this, also, was, this would have been I the also, night to really notice because there was so oh, yeah. many KOs yeah
4: Yeah. And I also think it's hilarious when they show the apex when they go to a wide shot, like maybe when the person's about to walk out, so they go that wide shot. You can, and this is something I've talked about before, you can see people walking around not paying attention at all. Like people (laughs) on their phone, people, because this is. This is their business center too. Have you noticed that? And like I told you when they had when they're in Fight Island and the hard camera, you could see a door opening in and out and you could see the outside hallway light drove me nuts.
5: I'm just like but just another day of work. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It's just like <laughs> it's so funny how when people are walking around there not caring at all. It's like, God, this is a weird
5: atmosphere. <laughs> um, let's move on, on the on the fight some sub. Shagavit Runkov, I think I'm saying that right. Defeat, uh, Michelle Perez not the other one. Uh, this is the short stuffed version, and uh, he got he got rear naked choked into yeah, this one. Did. Um, very yeah, very much so. Uh, poor poor Daniel Cormier, he was the butt of all the jokes, uh, because of the size difference, right? Um, in this fight, yeah,
4: yeah. Um, that was an interest. He the size difference was just massive, and. I don't know. I I know he's up at welterweight and whatnot, but we'll see if he moves down. And- but,
5: but they were literally the same amount of massive just put in different areas because yeah and he was so stuffed.
4: And he was... And Sharat was also wearing the headgear and he just had the Kazakhstan attire. Mm-hmm. So it made him look even bigger too. <laughs> it's funny too, because like, he's from Kazakhstan and it's going to be interesting if he becomes... Something a big deal like in the top ten ever in the welterweight division, and I I wonder how much the unfair Borat impersonations and comparisons and everything will follow <laughs> a legitimate badass fighter. I don't know. Is Borat <laughs> kind of in the past far enough that it's not a thing anymore? Well, he, he
5: kind of had a comeback like last year. A movie,
4: so, yeah. So yeah, but I
5: I think barrick Cohen is the bigger star now than actually Borat. So I think Borat yeah. as a character is more two thousand six. No, so. Sasha Baron Cohen's the, the big star right now. Um, talk about uh, Kennedy and Shunku defeating Delano Marquez because I missed that fight and forgot to go back and rewatch it.
4: Yeah, so Marquez jumped on Kennedy's back in the first round pretty quickly and it could have easily been a 10-8 because he, I think there was maybe one punch thrown by Kennedy and then Marquez just grabbed him and just was a backpack the entire round and these two were so tall too and the commentators made note of this that they're well above the cage. And you don't see that very often because I think they're both over 6'5". And so as as Marquez was trying to get the rear naked and just work his hands and wrists, Kennedy was fighting it. And it was a very, 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 very dull first round. A lot mm. of weird things were happening where Marquez or Kennedy were pushing off from the cage, but it looked like a grab. And the, the cornermen were screaming about it. And we have a cage grab we'll talk about later, ironically. Mm. But... It just, for me, was interesting because you don't usually see that, like I said, tall guys pushing off the cage like that with their hands and all that. But luckily, by the time the third round rolls comes on by, Kennedy is able to connect with some punches. Marquez, he was connecting in the second round at the end of it, and Marquez was getting weathered and could have got finished in the second round if it didn't end. And then basically Kennedy just picked it up and finished him off. This is another performance, and they – talked about it in announcing as well that Kennedy has looked like he was completely losing a fight, and then he, Derek loses it, and just <laughs> knocks the guy out in the third round. I don't know how he does against a lot of the other light heavyweights, but I think in the light heavyweight especially, the sh- division shows so shallow that anytime you get any sort of prospect like this who's putting on exciting performances, they might push him a little too hard. Mm. So I think he has an opportunity, but just slow play him and there's one thing I would like to say I was actually rooting against him cuz I'm a son of a bitch and they did that thing where they showed him taking care of his mother and she just had um I forgot what they said she had ALS or something like that and like how he's just a good guy and I was like great now lose (laughs) I I always enjoy when they tell somebody's like journey and how they're like doing something selfless like that. And then they get pounded in the octagon because I like to go against the narrative, but I was happy he won, you know, I'm going through a, not as exactly similar situation in my world right now, but there is a person who raised me, who's going through something very, very similar. So I can identify with what he's going through, but at the same time, you know, I'm an old man who throws out his back watching TV too long, and I just have a really cold
2: heart.
5: Yeah, yeah. I, I I mean this in the nicest possible way. You are an awful human being. That's okay. But I but I but like I said in the nicest possible way, I say. But
4: I'm honest about my my. It's not like I think. Ooh, I hate when people say I got no filter. I just say what's real. Like no, you're an idiot. Like you got you to no, be a, those people.
5: Self-aware. Those people are carefully curated. Everything they say is very curated.
0: Yes. Right.
4: I just, I'm very like, I know we all have these thoughts and we just kind of brush them off. I like to examine them. I, I, I'm not of the same school of Larry David and Stanza and stuff like that, but I grew up watching Seinfeld. So I, I'm obsessed with negative, but yet slightly funny, you know, things like that. But yeah, I find but, them funny. It's, but- it's, it's hard for me to find dates though. Yeah. Okay, I can't Um, expose it very. I have to like show my evilness throughout. Yeah, that's why every
5: every any communication I've had with a significant other of yours, I find to be uh, someone I am very uh, can relate to in a lot of ways. (laughs)
4: because <laughs> they're like so frustrated yes it's sad that you've talked to more than one yes and, and have, the same, to have the same three
5: have the same laments with all of
4: them they're all like just exhausted with me
5: okay. i i'm going to do a podcast with them um just examine, you should examining you that's going to be our, our subject
4: um <laughs> deconstructing some co-workers too yeah
5: yeah yeah i've talked to some of them too yeah they um they, yeah. They got they got their issues too. Um, someone who didn't have issues was hitting Moicano, defeating Jai Herbert with another rear naked choke at four thirty four of this second round. Um, I, I thought Moicano was going to be like a big star, not a big star, yeah, but
4: be, I think we all did
5: be in a better position at this. Like, yeah, he looked good uh, last night, but uh, I kind of had forgotten about him.
4: Yeah, he looked good. That was a good rear naked choke. He he was going up against some. Um, adversity in oh God I struggle with that word in that fight but like you were saying he went against Jose Aldo he lost but he had a good thing going he beat Calvin Cater coach Swanson back in the day you know a couple of years ago then he lost against Jose and Chan and Young then he won then he lost he just seems to have a level that he mm. doesn't go above and this is gonna again this goes along with what we were just talking about earlier I think he'd be a little bit more successful if he didn't have such a weird looking face as a fighter or like in general he's just a weird looking guy like his body and everything and his fighting style does not match his face if you threw glasses on him I think he could be a background person in Freaks and Geeks like he's just a weird looking dude he's going to find me and kick my ass now but like when you look at him you're like okay
5: so if any of Moicano's guys want to get in contact with me I have certain ways to to (laughs) identify Rick uh, you know Look, my, okay, let's my, let's my be D- real though. My DMs are open.
4: <laughs> <laughs> let's be real though. I have a weird looking face, but I, I'm not, I'm just saying like we're an aesthetic business, you know. Look at and Sant. look at yeah. That's why uh, that's why we're Sage on podcast, Rick. So we so we can't see your funny yeah. looking face. <laughs> I have a face made for radio, but <gasps> uh, I just I'm just saying Morcano. He just he doesn't have like the UFC probably could push him a little harder even with his win loss record because he is an exciting fighter. He just. You just look at him, and you're like, okay. Uh,
5: all right. Uh, speaking of, uh, I have no tra- transition. The Dirty <laughs> you know, Bird Tim
4: Means has a weird looking face too. That's why he's called the Dirty Bird.
5: The Dirty Bird Tim Means uh, getting another victory. It's you know one of those regular occasions over Nicholas Dolby, getting the unanimous decision here, uh, twenty nine, twenty eight. Dude, those punches sounded like
4: they hurt, mm-hmm. <laughs> and especially in the first round. My God, Tim Means can punch hard.
5: He's going to be one of those guys that does retire Like when he retires, he he won't have had a great record And not necessarily tons of memorable moments right. um, But a guy that if you watched him at the time He'll say like, oh, that was, that was a pretty good era When uh, when Tim Means was fighting every couple of weeks
4: Yeah, I mean, and Dolby, they kept on saying he, His strategy was to take his time You know, not get dragged into a all-out brawl And after you get stung a couple of times by Tim Means You're like, screw mm-hmm. this guy, I'm going <laughs> to hurt him and he lost. And Dolby, another category we fall into quite often with me and my bizarre fascinations, it has some of the weirdest tattoos. Like, whatever the feathers or the wings or whatever was like going over his arms, mm-hmm. I found to be incredibly distracting, along with his haircut and everything else. He's just <laughs> a weird guy to look at. Like, it's interesting, but he looks so the, the t- both these guys in some ways look like the prototypical mid 2000s. UFC fighters like Spike TV developing into Fox era fighters, don't well, they?
5: I, I've always felt that Tim Means very much is um, the guy that works a full time job that also happens to be a fighter. Like he, yeah. like whenever that movie gets made, like he could definitely play that role.
4: What career do you think Tim Means would have?
5: Um, it's definitely nothing blue collar because he's got to save his. Uh, but, but yeah, i was
4: but, gonna say manual labor of some kind
5: no see i think it's i think it's it's manual labor adjacent like i think Ooh. he works he works he works at a construction company but in the sales team
4: there you go yeah That's, i can see that yeah. or he could like or he's like in real estate or something like that
5: right yeah. right right so he's yeah, like i said like he's there on the sites and on the crews and stuff but he doesn't actually um get his hands dirty because he's saving it for uh for his fights and
4: Nicholas Dolby looks like he's gonna Crush beer cans for a living On his forehead after he has to retire <laughs> With all his tattoos and that hairstyle <laughs> uh, um,
5: Okay, Speaking of tattoos Andre Feely and Daniel Pineda Probably had the most entertaining Action of the night mm-hmm. But was ended with an eye poke um, From uh, Feely from You had a Herb Dean Refereeing this one and uh, Pineda could not open his eye. He could not identify the uh, the amount of fingers, um, mm-hmm. and he didn't want the fight to stop. But I mean, he was he was legit on one eye. I had no problem with uh, with uh, Herb Dean's decision here. What, what do you think, Rick?
4: I I agree with the decision. I don't think anything could have changed. I do think that I know it's the referee's discretion, as they talked about at nauseum about the five minute rule. But
5: after Cormier the, got it wrong, yeah,
4: <laughs> the doctor could have just given him a second, like. If you got, gave him two full minutes just to like move his eye around and just like keep it closed, open it, keep it closed, open it, he might have been okay, but they're just rushing right in, and that's a mm-hmm. lot of pressure. Open your eye. Can you open your eye? It's like, dude, no, <laughs> give me a minute, please. So I don't know. I think that if they would have just chilled for a minute, there's a possibility at the four-minute mark we could have had a fight still.
5: Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a possibility because you, know, you get poked in the eye and sometimes you can't see, but it's... It's very temporary that
4: and, Andre Philly. I know he felt bad and he went over there to essentially apologize to Pineda, but he did the prototypical sit next to him, put your hand around him, talk a little. Man, Pineda was not feeling it. And Feely <laughs> could have, like, the guy was about to cry. Like, Feely just really needs to be able to read the room sometimes. When you ended a fight because you poked a guy in the eye, leave him alone. Wait till he's ready to talk to you. Don't get next to him and get all huggy, touchy feely. This is not the time. Like I thought, that was really kind of. He just his awareness at the moment. I know his senses were heightened and whatnot, but he should have stayed away. It it was a bad look.
5: It's always awkward in those situations. Like even when it's not a apologize to him backstage. Yeah, it's just it's it's always awkward
6: Wrestling fans, if you're looking for a
5: unique and entertaining way to get your wrestling podcast fixed, check out Ring Rust Radio. Ring Rust Radio uses its trademark brand of banter to cover all professional wrestling you love, including WWE, NXT, New Japan, Lucha Underground, ROH, Impact Wrestling, and more. We also hold sit-down interviews with some of the biggest names in the history of the business, such as Stone Cold Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Chris Jericho, Kurt Angle, Trish Stratus, AJ Styles, and Roman Reigns. For those of you who want their wrestling with a perfect mix of serious analysis and comic relief, find Ringwrest Radio dropping every Wednesday night on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. Um Timur Valef taking out Honey Barcelos with a majority decision. Very, very entertaining fight, although I can't really recall it too well. I'm not sure why.
4: Yeah, I know. It won Fight of the Night too, and I don't all I remember is them kept on giving him comparisons to Frankie Edgar because uh-huh. they trained together. And so that was keeping me in it. But I just don't remember anything significantly happening in it. I just remember that it you know, it was fast paced and uh, Tamir was very pale.
5: <laughs> um, the co-main event, now the, the business really picking up here. Tanner Bozer defeating OSP with a KO due to punches at 231 of the second round. But that's not what we're talking about here. We will be talking about fence grab gate because OSP had Bozer you know, on his back. And Bozer gets up very easily with the help of Lifting up on the fence and then has, um, you know, gets better position on OSP and is able to land the KO. OSP, I believe, is officially appealing it through the uh, the athletic commission. We'll see where that goes. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, you you can secure, I think, some money. Um, So that's the that's really the significance of that. If uh, if that works out for you, Uh, Rick, uh, what'd you think of the uh, the call here? Should uh, should the referee have have done something? Like, what you know, what do you make of this?
4: i've seen more egregious fence grabs i mean jose aldo's fence grab with chad mendez was way more egregious and no one talks about that really as much when even when it happened yeah i thought it was a bad grab i thought that the commentators really when you saw the replay it wasn't as bad as it seemed live with the the camera angle and everything but all this being said I thought OSP put on a terrible performance. Mm-hmm. I thought he looked incredibly hesitant, and even in the second round when he was able to get him down, he was eventually going to lose position. I don't really care much about Tanner Roser, and so I was glad to see this fight finish. <laughs> I wasn't really into seeing this any longer. <laughs> and I think OSP, it, man, he's someone who could have really been something. You think so? I think so, yeah. I mean, if he would have just been a little bit more aggressive in his career. I mean, like when I remember thinking about OS beats, when he like finished off Shogun, and he was putting together these crazy submissions and he just, again, a glass ceiling, he hit it. And no matter what weight division he goes to, and now being so tentative, I, I think he's, he's a guy. I always judge these guys by their careers. Like if he were to be fired from the UFC after this fight or let go, or just not have a contract anymore, would any promotion pick him up? Well, yeah, I mean, like, like, what would be the benefit, though? Like PFL, would you pay big money for OSP or Bellator? uh,
5: Bellator loves picking up light heavyweights from the UFC, though. Like, that's that's kind of their gimmick, Um, especially. I wouldn't pay
4: big money for him, though. He's not
5: been in big fights. I, I, I think he I think he wouldn't be unemployed very long. Um, I also see I think he I don't think his talent His ceiling was as high As I think maybe you Proceeded on As early on I kind of think he maximized About every bit of his career um,
4: I, I do think it's funny Did you hear his interview Before the fight Like I keep telling the fans uh, I forgot exactly I'm paraphrasing it's like well, you know, don't blink, you better watch me because I like to put on a good fight for the fans this is essentially what he said, and then he goes on and has a stinker of a first round and
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he's uh, don't miss this and he's 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 nearly forty he's intentionally putting on weight i think uh obviously his better days are behind him. I've always perceived him as a guy who just was uh not over pushed but was able to be over elevated similar to what you were talking about earlier. just of light heavyweight being so shallow right um he, and, and and he uh he faced uh, the most coked-out John Jones of all the, the coked-out John Joneses that anyone has fought. So um, he looked halfway decent against him. Okay, yeah. let's uh, let's go on to the main event here. Cyril Ghosn taking out Alexander Volkov with a couple of 50-45s and a 49-46. A purely standout fight here. Uh, essentially a, a boxing match with a few kicks thrown in, uh, wasn't that big of a size disparity. I thought Gone looked really good here. This wasn't, um, as underwhelming as his, as his last fight, although it wasn't the most exciting. It wasn't a blow away main event, um, by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I just thought he looked really good and he looked really solid. There was also, um, an eye poke issue right towards the end of the fight. Um, which kind of stopped things for a little bit, but didn't actually have um, a full impact on the fight. And of course that led to, as we were saying, the commentary team to constantly remind us that it's not a groin shot. He did, he does not have five minutes. It was the referee's discretion. But at the end of the day, Gan gets the win um, and is positioning himself just a little closer to the top. I still think it might be a little bit before he gets um, a title shot and it doesn't really have anything to do with him. It just has to do with what else is going on in the division. Rick, what do you make of all of this?
4: I think Cyril Gon looked a lot better than he did in his previous fight. I, it wasn't as exciting as I was hoping it to be. But then again, Cyril Gon was in a really tentative, not very exciting fight beforehand. And Alexander Volkov has been in a bunch of those. So it wasn't a huge shock. I was surprised with how Cyril Gon, when he was letting go, how fast he was there was at one point where he was against the cage and he was just so quick he was able to reverse the position without any grappling and then he had Volkov against the cage and it seemed like Volkov was moving in slow motion half the time Volkov was able to connect with some right hands and did get some work done but he just didn't do it that often and so i think that serial gone definitely showed he was a notch better than Volkov. i I'm really just kind of over the Volkov experience right now. Yeah, he took a Alistair over in devastating fashion, but it was Alistair over in his last fight in the UFC. And I think we've been continually disappointed with Volkov. Mm. I, I thought he would have done better than he did in this fight. And I guess that's a testament to Cyril Ghosn. But as good as Cyril Ghosn looked, he's def- I think he's the third best fighter in the heavyweight division in the UFC right now. I mean, he's the fastest, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. He's so fast. Um, out of the top three, though, Engano, Stepe, and Cyril Gon, I think he is levels below the top two as far as power goes. Cyril Gon connected with, I think, a UC record for the most punches connected in a heavyweight fight, and he didn't look anywhere close to knocking Volkov off, out. Period. And I know he has that knockout against Junior dos Santos and another one, but I do not see him. Having a lot of success peppering up Nganu and Steep if he can't scare them with his power. And I don't mm. think he can. He looks like he's powerful, but he's he's not. Well, I, he, I mean, he had
5: that reputation, like, of being one of these power hitters.
4: Yeah, but I just had I haven't seen it lately, and I don't know. I don't know. I just I think that. Out of the people he has a potential fight up against, he's on the way. He's faster and he has great cardio and he's got skill and technique and that can beat. He's like a Nate Diaz in the heavyweight division. Mm-hmm. Accumulation, maybe he can knock someone out, but I I don't see him knocking on. I think he has a bad day against Gano. He would have to drag Gano into deep waters and I don't so, know how that would go.
5: Uh, of those two though, I, think, I don't think he beats either one of them right now at least. I think he would have a better, like if I was making the odds, the odds would be longer yeah. against uh, Stipe than they would be against Ngannou. Like I still don't think he would be, you know, he would win either yeah. one. But I think he does have that ability um, to, to take uh, to take Ngannou deep if he can, you know, avoid obviously the uh, the bazookas coming off of, of his hands. Whereas I think uh, Stipe is, or at least was, the more refined version of what Gon is doing right now like Stipe has a lot of those qualities as well um, with the power. It doesn't mean like there's still time for gone too. It's not like he's not good. He won't um, absolutely get there. It is a bit, I can't believe we're saying this though. It's a bit of a log jam at the top of the heavyweight division. So for a lot in a lot of other scenarios and a lot of other times in the heavyweight division, this would put him right in line for a title shot. I think he's going to have to wait just a little bit though.
4: I think they're going to pair him up against Stipe. Mm -hmm. I
5: think
4: he gets smoked by Stipe.
5: Um. And then, so you got you have got, you have the Derek Lewis factor. Who I don't I don't even think Derek right. Lewis is anywhere <laughs> near should, should be at the top of the division. But he's he's just he's gonna get a shot. Um, you have the the ever uh, the evergreen debate about what to where does place John Jones. So there's there's kind of just a lot of the stuff that's like more important than him. Uh, yeah, right and
4: now, and um, sorry, something just turned on behind me. What the hell? Uh, yeah, and then you got I think he goes against Stevie. The thing we haven't really seen him challenged in is with takedowns mm-hmm. and, and ganu passed that the second time we've went against steep bay and ganu's mixing his own takedown so there's that but i i like to see zero gone is as, as fast and is as, as uh, puts out as much out there if he's going against steep and constantly working about getting taken down
5: mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's uh it's dynamic it's not a uh it's not a oh he won, so he needs to be skyrocketed or a hidden one as impressive as he was so he's um, you know needs to be buried he's kind of a uh, kind of I I think I think he he improved his stock and improved yeah. off that last fight um, but um, people were hating
4: on him after that last fight
5: yeah 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 um, and I, I think this this was a show of skill uh, more than anything on his behalf which he is very skilled at that uh, at that weight class um, just I, I just hope I just don't see him fighting like. Um, uh, no, who, who the hell? Am I, who's the who's the heavyweight that's always around? Um, Curtis Plates No, no, no. From from the old school, but he's still around. Ar- Arlovsky Yeah. Like uh, as lo- as long as I don't see him backpedaled to suddenly fight right. Arlowski, uh, I think everything everything's looking on the up Dude, for him.
4: Can you imagine if he went against Stipe on the same card that Engano went against Derek Lewis? That would be amazing. Let's do that.
5: So or- much beef. So much beef on that so- card. <laughs>
4: well and also make that a five round fight co-main event then i mean like yeah you could just do that right like
5: mm-hmm. they've proven yeah yeah i i uh i kind of support that i because these last two fights that they kept shown, like he's the rare heavyweight that's kind of suited for a five round fight right um and as is steve you know steve has that um has that to him as well so I uh, I definitely support your uh, your proposal there, Rick. I'll, uh, yes, I'll, thank I'll, you. I'll I'll pass it on to Dana um at the meeting uh, tomorrow and see uh, see what he says. Um okay, so that was that was the the fight night. Um, you know, UFC see uh, Vegas thirty, uh UFC NESP48, UFC Fight Night one ninety, or UFC Fight Night Gone versus Volkov. Uh, however you want to label it, that was that. Uh overall grade or uh, overall impressions of this card, Rick.
2: I would give it a
4: B. Mm-hmm. B minus
5: maybe, yeah. Uh, not a not a rewatch card, but a card that if you watched it, you you spent time well spent, which I think fits that B range uh, perfect. Also, didn't didn't ever really get drugged down by just consecutive boring fights or anything like that, right? Um, and I I think in general the the UFC product has been has been pretty good this year. Twenty twenty one has been a good year um, for the for the UFC product. Even when it's even when it's not good, it's still um, it's still a decent a decent sporting event and uh, we got a week off now from basically everything. Um, and then we have obviously the what will we'll, we'll likely be the biggest fight of the year. Uh, Poirier McGregor three, but that's not till July 10th. So we kind of, we get a week um, for just like the dumbest storylines will emerge in this next week. I I, I anticipate every possible wait, Uh, the dumbest tweets possible, fake retirements will be happening, oh, so Uh, sorry. people accusing each other of defrauding charity. Like it's going to be the Ooh. dumbest week possible. And as Rick said, we, we are all here
4: um, for, Oh it. yeah. Yeah. I, I cannot wait for it. I actually might buy a t-shirt of the poster i'm so excited I, ufc shop came out with some new gear and while i was in vegas i went to the fight store and i bought some i bought a you'll appreciate this i bought a zufa boxing shirt that yes. like the one that like daniel was wearing i have one now so cool no one gets it and then i i bought a ufc reebok shirt that's great i like it a lot i figure the reebok ones are vintage at this point point. and then i bought a conor mcgregor shirt that's pretty cool it's a white shirt and so i might buy another Conor McGregor. I wish they just sold Dana White shirts. I might, I might make one because he's my homeboy. Oh God, you, you <laughs> wouldn't. I would. I love Dana White. <laughs> DFW. Uh, oh, my head hurts
1: aloha torch faithful this is kelly wells host
5: of pwt talks nxt every thursday you can hear me and my gang of idiots tom stout who shares thoughts from the live tapings and torch recapper nate Lindbergh,
2: as well as a rotating cast of guests cover the matches and events in nxt live on usa network search pw torch in apple podcasts or your podcast
5: app to subscribe or listen on demand and see the entire PW Torch Daily Cast
1: schedule at pwtorchdailycast.com. Cheers!
7: Play for free at lucky Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
5: Um I I I do like the Zuffa boxing shirt just cuz that's a um like a secret handshake kind of shirt. Mm-hmm. I feel like in a lot of ways right. um and then the 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 Reebok so it's kind of like um th- this week the NFL approved some throwback jerseys to be used uh 2 years from now and there's there's like some awful uniforms that teams got away from but now because they're part of the past people are like nostalgic for And so like yeah, eventually we're gonna be nostalgic for the for the Reebok gear So good good on you for getting getting ahead of the of the curve there um, Quickly, we'll just mention the Bellator that happened Valentin Moldanovsky defeated Tim Johnson uh, you know the legendary Tim Johnson and that was for uh, the interim uh, heavyweight world title And then the other thing to Kind of note from there Is you had Liz Carmouche Actually getting a TKO uh, Victory over Kana Watanabe. So you had that going on And the world of Bellator Of all the fights That were going on this weekend I feel like Bellator was uh, Pretty low um, On the list I think they were even Eclipsed a little bit By the PFL this week Where we had Two things that were significant, we had Kayla Harrison getting uh, another victory, this time over Cynthia Dandois, so she actually, actually beat somebody that you have sort of heard of before getting the uh, submission armbar victory over there, but then Anthony Pettis missing out on the playoffs as he uh, fall to Rash Manifo via split decision. Uh, bit a bit a tough road since leaving the UFC for, for Anthony Pettis. Rick, I know you watched uh, quite a bit of this card, what, what's your take on everything that went down?
4: Yeah, it was an interesting night. I can I can we when in regards to PFL, are you still liking the promotion and everything like that, and just what it brings to the table?
5: I I I enjoy like tuning into it. I'm not super invested in it.
4: Um, Right. I I often forget it's happening until I see on YouTube the weigh-ins are happening or something. I I feel it has
5: more buzz than Bellator right
4: now. Oh yes, Bellator is dying over on Showtime. (laughs) No (laughs) one knows it's happening for whatever reason. Showtime, and this is just my perspective. Again, does not promote Pete Bellator really well. It doesn't really go with show with the Showtime feel. Showtime doesn't have a lot of shows that are hits right now either. Mm. It's just not a buzzworthy situation for them. And they're throwing like the last event they had over the week in week. I heard nobody talking about it. Mm-hmm. You couldn't even bet on it when I was in Vegas. Like they weren't allowing bets on Bellator events, which is sad because they were allowing bets on PFL mm. fights. All this being said, uh, I watched PFL. I watched all the fights. Uh, your boy Anthony Pettis just can't can't put it together. What's the deal there?
5: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's this thing. Um, it's happened to a lot of guys when they leave the UFC. Where yeah. I always feel like if he went back into the UFC, he'd be fine. <laughs> the UFC, like like what the hell has happened since uh, since so mm-hmm. so going since so going over there? Uh, yeah. What do you think though about the? The overall presentation at PFL, we've talked about a little bit. You know, you got you got Lillian on the thing. You get the whole thing. I, I, I lo- yeah, I, like I love Lillian. Yeah,
4: I like the presentation. The one big knock I have against them, besides the the speed of the punch and all that mm-hmm. useless crap at the bottom of the, <laughs> you know, that is what it is. I hate them inputting fan. Reactions and noise when there's clearly no fans there. Yeah, hate it. It sounds so bad. We've accepted that there's no fans in these venues. You don't need to do that. I know that other sports have been piping in those noises, but with MMA, there's a certain amount of legitimacy that it needs to sustain because it's still kind of closely, in some ways, associated with wrestling. It's uh, boxing is seen as half an illegitimate sport. MMA even down to its barest bones works because it's guys fighting guys. But as soon as you start including all this useless tinsel and crap, it distances itself from being a, I think they're trying to sanitize MMA a little bit by having all these metrics and whatnot, which is fine. You know, they're, they're a league, not a promotion, but yeah, the crowd cheering is just so stupid.
5: Yeah. Well, just MMA. It
4: distracts me.
5: It works better in the silent, like, I mean, we even have the argument Like yeah th- There's an enthusiasm When the fans are back But remember early on We were saying Kind of didn't really miss them mm-hmm. um, and, it, and part of that I think was having The, the actual sterile environment Of that it Just kind of works And and it's weird Because some of the other sports When they would go Pure silence It didn't work as well uh,
4: But, or, but re- or wrestling
5: Yeah re- Wrestling Um no, nah, I think I think the piped and stuff worked. Once they got to the Thunderdome, it worked because it kinda fit. Um in the pure empty arena, the noise made no sense. But I think that's a similar concept too of why of why that didn't work. Um
4: Okay, What do you think of the main event though? Kayla Harrison versus uh Grandma.
5: Well, you know, Cynthia Dando I think is notorious for just not being a very good fighter. Um right. She so
4: has six kids. Great.
5: I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't think. Uh, I didn't think much of it. Uh, thought I, I, you know, was harkening back to her. Her one UFC fight, which was just uh, a horrible, horrible display. Was um, that her
4: with the, like the big bundled up hair, who was just looking terrible? I she, think I remember her now. She was just swatting and not
5: connecting. Right. It, it was like an open. Like, I, I don't know why specific. I, I remember when she got cut because she got cut after one fight, which is doesn't usually happen but that fight was just like she just didn't look like she belonged uh in in the like you compare that to what like Julia Avila did on the card uh this week and it was like like no that, that's not even the same sport um so and again and again Kayla Harris we've talked about this a million times it's it's local MMA presented on a national stage um and that's what that's what she's participating in at this point again someone someone we know because they were in the UFC but uh just kind of a uh, just kind of a maintenance fight to uh, just kind of, just kind of, you know, do the thing, build her up so she can leave for the UFC. That's what, uh, that's what I think is honestly happening there. Well, I'm getting tight and
4: again, uh, take your shot, you know, ring the bell. I'm going to reference Teddy Atlas, but recently he was talking about the monster in a way fighting at top rank last weekend. And that's a fight I watched as well. And how sick he is of, boxing fights where the a-sides fighting a c-side on these television events and yeah the the furies and um the anthony joshua's the canals they can still draw in numbers that the UFC can't always do but when it comes to week-to-week television or like regularly scheduled pay-per-views the usc is killing boxing right now they really are with the numbers and consistency and not only consistency of viewers, but consistency of quality A side versus A side opponents and fights. And a lot of that has to do with my my uncle Dana White having control of everything. But just, you know, boxing and in, in general is too splintered and everything like that. But PFL to me kind of feels boxing ish. Like you got Kayla Harrison, the A side going against she was what, a 3,300 3, in the betting odds or something. It's just like when the fight was going on, I was like, I don't care about this. And yeah, it's great to see her get a finish and everything, but it felt like even when the finish happened, it was like predetermined and she didn't even seem to care. It was just this really anticlimactic situation. And I'm just tired of that happening in UFC. And I know there's not really much else she can do. She's a, what, 155 pound female fighter. Mm. What are you going to do with her? yeah unless have her lose 10 pounds
5: but like so but what's the solution that you just not have that be the main event because i still think you have an asset that you're trying to promote like so then do you do the bellator route what they would do is they would they would have these you know they still do that with the prospects really low on the card so you never got to know them and then you had these these like freak show fights that didn't draw anything at the top
4: like that's the other option then you would have I don't know. I would like to see the numbers. How many people are interested in watching her fight as opposed to anybody else? Does she actually bring in the numbers? And if she does, great. If she doesn't, then yeah, put her in the co-main event because it's having the Bellator effect on me at least where it's these fights that have a name or two in them, but they're just not that interesting. Seeing her dominate the way she does to me against someone who clearly is not... I'd just have her go against guys. Like, I don't know, like there's no one at 155 pounds female wise who is even close to her. It's just I personally have zero interest in it until she either loses 10 pounds or she goes against Clarissa Shields in a year and a half
2: I launched the Pro Wrestling Torch newsletter as a teenager in high school in the late 80s, and I've been covering professional wrestling ever since. It's been my full time job since the day I graduated college. And I've followed every technology along the way and tried to be on the cutting edge, and one of them has been podcasting. We were doing podcasts before the word podcast was a word, they were just called audio shows for our subscribers. And a cool feature that we introduced last year are flashback Saturday night editions of the Wade Keller Hotline, where every Saturday night we post Wade Keller Hotlines all in one file, a week's worth of shows, from 10 and 15 years ago. That means uh, you can listen to what I was saying about the news, about Raw, about SmackDown, about TNA, about WrestleMania hype, WrestleMania fallout, controversies, firings, matches that almost happened and why they didn't happen. Every weekend on Saturday night from 10 and 15 years ago. For instance, the April 6, 2006 Wade Keller Hotline had a ton of insider news on the Hulk Hogan-Steve Austin dynamic at the WWE Hall of Fame and the prospects of a Hogan versus Austin match and how close it came to happening at WrestleMania 22, what stood in its way, and what the prospects were of it happening in the future, why Steve Austin said what he said about Hulk Hogan at the Hall of Fame during his Bret Hart intro, and what the backstage interaction was between the two of them. That's just one example of some of the fascinating reporting that was going on, likely before you were listening to some of my free podcasts here. So a uh, Go VIP, it's one of many, many cool benefits that come with a VIP membership. Get details at pwtorch.com slash go VIP.
7: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
5: Well, I mean, that and that's where they're headed. So you have to fill but time when, in between. The,
4: yeah, yeah. You yeah. have to fill a year and a half. because mm-hmm. Colerous Shields is going to get destroyed by Kayla Harrison. Right? Well,
5: and that, that's the, that's the other side of it too, is you kind of have to, uh, you're going to have to inject, I think a little bit of, uh, of interest in there that kind of faded. Um, with the with the last with with the Clarissa Shields fight, um, so you're going to have to kind of uh, work some promotional uh, magic. I I just don't I don't I don't I don't have an issue with like like what else would the PFL going to put at the top? Like you could put the Anthony Pettis fight at the top, like and and that being the co-main event, you would still complain. Is my is my take on that? Like
4: find do- better opponents. That's my solution to them. Is just find someone who is it's up more of a fight. Stop just giving her these jobbers. And I don't know who that person is. There has to be those people out there, though, that aren't just UFC one-timers or just people who are way too old and have no... She shouldn't have been in that fight, her opponent. Like, find someone. I don't know. Like, hit her against Liz Carmouche. Have Liz Carmouche gain 30 pounds.
5: I mean, she's in Bellator, so it's kind of hard for... Her.
4: Not a uh, Liz Carmouche type. Have her... Is Jessica Isil somehow in the UFC? I think That'd so. That'd be perfect. Oh.
5: There, you'd, you'd be the biggest Kayla Harrison fan in the world.
4: <laughs> yeah.
5: Um, okay, Rick. You 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 mentioned boxing. That's that's a hobby horse of yours. You have to tell us every week that MMA is better than boxing. Yet you watch more boxing Not than this than, than anybody I know. Uh, give us just go to the boxing corner, Rick, and I'll uh, I'll step in whenever necessary. But it's the floor is yours.
4: Boxing won the competition. Boxing by far had a better main event, at least on the ESPN side, than the UFC did. Same channel, ESPN Plus. You didn't have to really go anywhere far. They had Lomachenko versus Nak- Nakatani in the main event. It was uh, on around eight o'clock. Uh, the whole thing with Lomo is he had just lost his fight before, lost all of his titles. So it was, this is a comeback fight. And they're, they're promoting it like Lomo's returning to the – downloading the Matrix. Like he's back in focus. And, of course, they came out with reasons why he lost his fight against Telfino. Like he uh, he had some shoulder injuries. Because his fight in October that he lost, Lomo almost did nothing in the first six rounds. And I just thought it was one of the worst performances ever. He came back and had one of the best performances against Nakatani, who is – Not bad at all. There was a huge height and reach discrepancy. Loma was way shorter and had a much shorter reach, and people thought that would be a disadvantage. But it turns out it was a huge advantage because he was able to get inside and just beat the living piss out of Nakatani. And Nakatani, was so tall when he got punched, his head went back dramatically. It looked like Big Bird falling on a skateboard. And he was just getting beat to a pulp, and it was a lot of fun to watch. It wasn't supposed to be as one-sided... It was more like an A side versus a B plus side or a just standard B side. But it it sure did come off as an A versus a D side. Like Loma was just, he had a uh, point to prove. And it was a really fun fight to watch. As long as you're into one-sided beatdowns that probably went on too long, which I am. And the problem is Nakatami also apparently has ruptured his, um, I saw it twice in previous fights and it was clearly happening again in this fight. His eye was just blowing up. And so he took a lot of damage. But it was fun to watch. And the whole fight card actually was kind of fun. As soon as the, like literally, they their fight card I think was supposed to start at four, but the UFC fight night went on a little long. So I turned on the boxing card, you know, just flipped the ESPN channel and it went on as soon as the fight, UFC fight night was off. And so it went on like at 410 and they just got right into it. And there was a lot of inexperienced fighters on this. So that meant a lot of finishes, which is great. A lot of four rounders, a lot of one, one and no versus zero and zero. And, and it'd be a nice fun night of boxing. And I enjoyed it a lot. It was—it's just so weird to go from a fight night to watching boxing too. Where does
5: where does Lomachenko rank on like the star pecking order? I feel like I hear about him more, but mm-hmm. I don't feel like he's like a, one of the massive stars. But I, I yeah, he's like always kind of always around when people are talking about boxing.
4: It's because he's really really good. I think that his last loss has hurt his credibility severely. Uh he's a—I think he's a fights at one hundred and thirty five. It's he's lightweight, so he's kind of close in the same. Division as Gervonta Davis, who fought that same day as well. He's being promoted by Top Rank, and Top Rank does—I mean, Top Rank helps promote Tyson Fury, and they do have some legitimately good fighters. But the problem with boxing is that a lot of the other lightweights out there, he's not going to have access to because he's part of Top Rank, and they don't share. I think if he would get out there and fight more people that have names to them, he would be more exposed. I also don't—I don't remember where he's from. But, you know, boxing has a lot of nationality tied to it. And he's – hes I think he's European and he just doesn't seem to have the backing of a nation like a lot of other fighters do. Not that they don't support him, but you just don't hear about it like which, a lot of which, Mexican fighters which a, and stuff. Which is a
5: big part of how boxing is promoted and presented. Right.
4: Yeah. Which I love that Dana White fights against that. Like he was talking about that in the post-fight. Have we you get seen UFC that. posters? What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no i agree but he puts them on in areas that not aren't necessarily tied to that like so when he had the last pay-per-view when he had adesanya and vittori going against each other they did really well as far as pay-per-view buys the i think it was a almost a sellout in the arena it was a sell in the arena and he was like i have a guy from africa fighting an italian kid basically these guys have their fans no matter where they're from like people like adesanya like, I understand, he doesn't have to promote. He, uh, Dana White was talking about how in boxing, they have to be careful who they promote where sometimes because they won't draw in certain areas and it's almost like how wrestling used to be. But I feel like UC doesn't have that as much. But I do think that's, as we've talked about, very prevalent in boxing Still, I,
5: I think it's more prevalent in UFC than you're giving it credit for. Like they it, they made, it they, they made a bit, they make such a huge deal about going to Australia to do the uh, the Widdicarot Asania series, right? Like that's not by they accident. They do, but
4: they don't do that a lot. And I know they do that with the Brazilian fighters they, sometimes. They
5: went to China and they had to have Wiley Zhang in the main sure. event. They had to have Aldo and Anderson Silva and all the Brazilian card. Like what would you they had to have Cain Velasquez in the Mexico City card? Like they do that all the time. But Cain
4: Velasquez also didn't get cheered. At that Mexico card as much well, as doom does. He, he ran I think, out of breath. <laughs> yeah. I think that they do take advantage of it when they can. Like, believe me, if they could have had Habee versus Connor in Russia, that would have been massive. Then they would have done it. Mm. But I don't think they depend on it as much. I think it's a novelty that mm, they will I, I, use to their advantage. But I don't think they're. Now, with that all being said, I think that what's his face, first Mexican champ, um, I think they are going to try to take advantage but, but, of that. Yeah, and that, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah.
5: that's specific because they're really trying to break it to that market as they've been trying to since you know the Velasquez days and haven't really um, there, found... I, there I are certain
4: markets, though, that the UFC should take advantage of. Like China, oh my God, take advantage mm-hmm. of that one if you have it. Mexico, oh my God, take advantage of that. But I think there are other markets like I, that you're like, okay, like the, like the they have all these Nigerian champions or prospects right now. It's like, yeah, we could go to... Nigeria or we could just not <laughs>
5: well those guys, and, and those, those guys are all actually fairly big American stars too. all those Nigerian fighters that you're they are yeah
4: so I, I think that still when I talk to friends who don't watch UC and just watch boxing they bring up the nationality aspect and I find it fat I don't think it's a bad thing or a good thing because soccer does it too. a lot of mm-hmm. the most successful sports like NFL does it with states you know yeah, where are you all, from well,
5: all, all the sports that aren't American sports do that I
4: would say because yeah. And even NFL, like I said, they, it's divided in America. UFC
5: is more similar to these American sports in that there's these hometowns within the USA. Um, Whereas I think that's the appeal of like right now there's that, uh, I'm not sure what it is, but it's on ESPN all the time where it's like, this is Germany versus Italy? And this is like, it's a Germany versus Italy. And that is the team in America. We don't have nationalized teams as much. So it is that local thing, but those locals aren't connected as much because they don't they're not actually from there um, like it is, it is on a college level a little bit uh, But like, you know who you know, uh, I guess like now I'm, I'm just thinking who's in the in the playoffs Okay, the Phoenix Suns like Devin Booker Chris Paul uh, Cameron Payne. They're not like Arizona natives um, So it's it doesn't have quite that same thing and, and I think and not, not to cut you off But now as I'm thinking about it more to, to your point like the UFC has a home field like they have Las Vegas That is a home that is a home court that's not really tied to where any of the any of the fighters are from or represent. Yes, they represent nationality and heritage when they do that, but they they also have that and I think uh, if I'm not putting words in your mouth, there is a almost an automatic part in in boxing where you have to do that. Um yeah. be- because boxing is I think received a lot more like soccer is whereas I think UFC is a little more received like these uh mainstream American sports
6: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Check out our new 2021 PW Torch VIP podcast lineup, including Everything with Rich Fan. Hosted by Wade Keller, where on weekends we get together and talk about everything. And that includes our popular Off the Beaten Path segment, where either Rich or I present each other with something to watch that's off the beaten path and we dissect and analyze and react to it. Sometimes it's weird, sometimes it's nostalgic, sometimes it's therapeutic, and sometimes it's just plucking something from the past that would work today that's not being done. But we talk about uh, WWE, NXT, AEW, all the current events in professional wrestling, also. It's a different format in a fresh podcast dynamic with rich and me every weekend everything with rich fan is part of the new pw torch vip podcast lineup for
4: 2021 no i'm completely agree with that i and i by by the way lomachenko is from ukraine and there are ufc fighters who are from ukraine so ukraine is an interesting one because you don't hear about the rabid ukrainian fans Uh, i'm sure they exist other fans yeah i'm sure they exist but you just don't hear about them they don't they're not like the top 10 or anything like that so he's able to break into the american market and specifically top break and everything like that despite not Again, I'm sure he does have the Ukrainian uh, fan base. I'm sure he's huge over there, or maybe not. I don't know. But, like, you know about him otherwise. But I think some of it has to do with promoting. And, you know, he lost that last fight. And we'll see if he can get it back. But he did put on a good fight Saturday night. And someone else put on an interesting fight, which is Gervonta Davis, who is a controversial Floyd Mayweather figure. He's promoted by Floyd, or at least he's in Floyd's spectrum. He's on Showtime. Mm. And with Al Heyman and all them. And yeah, I, you got he won in a, with a body punch. And I, oh, i in the 11th round real fast to go back. And I'll talk about Davis some more in a sec. Uh, Lomachenko, this is how one side of the fight was. He connected by the time the fight was over and he finished the fight. He connected with 59% of his power punches in boxing. Mm-hmm. That's insane. That's a lot of connection right there. It was almost all to the guy's head. Anyways, so Davis finishes up on out with the body punch. You saw it. What would you think?
5: Uh, it's impressive.
4: I mean, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like
5: like I was saying earlier with the body kick. It, uh, I don't want to be on the other end of those.
4: Mario Barros. So it was a body punch, and then he just connected, I think, with the left, and Barrios kind of fell against the ropes. And they just... Called it off and Barrios didn't argue with it at all he had been taking a pounding the whole fight Mm. now the interesting thing about this fight it was another A side versus a B slash maybe B minus C side this is a $75 pay-per-view it costs more than Floyd versus Logan Paul Mm. like I wonder what the numbers are on this pay-per-view I doubt they got over 200000 I don't know we say that we we say
5: that all the time and these boxing pay-per-views end up doing well almost regardless um, yeah, so I mean I and I just I, I'm not plugged into it enough to uh
4: to know I want I want boxing to get kicked in the pants really bad because I think that they need to get a complete overhaul and I don't know what it's going to take because they all these they're now, now Oscar De La Hoya is going to be fighting like it's it's the time they're going through their money money fight era like we did with USC in like 2016 2017.
5: I, I think that's not a perfect analogy though at all because at least when the u.s when it went, happened in the ufc um those fights still affected the rest of the ufc like they yeah. were still part like you know mcgregor diaz or mcgregor rda or mcgregor um eddie alvarez like there's still impacts of those you know theoretically that are being felt today when boxing goes off into you know when de la jolla is going to fight or uh, or whoever's gonna fight to me that's uh that doesn't affect the rest of the sport that affects maybe people's perception of the sport, but it's not it doesn't i don't know to me it's they're, they're, that's an apples and oranges kind of comparison
4: do you think it hurts boxing?
5: No, I don't because uh the the boxing losers the nerds they're gonna complain about it all they want, but they're still gonna watch everything the right. the casuals that you're bringing in weren't gonna watch you know. The, the top ranked card on Saturday night anyway so th- like I just don't think it I don't think it affects boxing I think it gets some people paid I don't think I think if you're in the bubble you think about that way more and I'm just so tired of hearing about that like with boxing like there's a there's 10,000 other things that killed boxing along the way I don't think these you know youtubers and retired guys fighting um is is what it is I think you could you know you could put the blame on guys like Don King and stuff like that way more than you could put the, the blame on
4: on this modern stuff. No, I agree. Absolutely. Um, that was boxing in general. So, yeah, I would say the Lomancheko card in the co-main event of that card was really good, too. I would say that I got more quality out of that than the UFC card, but luckily the UFC card was earlier. And if I didn't throw out my back last <laughs> night, it would have been a perfect night. <laughs> the the, the, the Lomancheko
5: card should be on demand, too, right? Um, plus.
4: Yeah, 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 so you can watch it. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. watch the main event. I would highly suggest watching the co-main in the main event. I, uh, I'm probably going to... Re- the main event I liked it a lot.
5: I was seeking out something on plus the other day and the amount of like classic boxing bouts on there is ridiculous.
4: Yeah. Uh, we talked good- about it a
5: little bit at the beginning of the pandemic when we were watching some of that stuff. But that like if I if I do like I don't want to get like COVID or something, but if I, you know, become a leper or something and have to just be stuck in a room for like uh a month, I, mm-hmm. I think I, I want to dive into that the 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 boxing archives on there um
4: pretty significantly I've, I've done that. I, yeah. I watched I think I watched on that foreman i watched foreman george foreman versus um vander holyfield it was a good fight and i love the commentary of 90s boxing too Mm. i just it's just so good in the atmosphere everything about it i love watching 90s boxing and and i know this goes along with our recommendation but i have a viewing recommendation and it's it's within this world so i was
5: well this is the spot we're going to do that anyway so go ahead perfect so
4: Showtime which put on the pay-per-view also has a four-part documentary series called The Kings. Have you heard of it yet? No. All available all episodes are available now. A four-part mini-series showcasing the four champions who ushered in a boxing renaissance. This is the description by the way I'm reading. As a recession of the late 70s gave way to the capitalism of the 80s, the unrepresented yearn for someone to fight for them. Amidst this backdrop, Robert Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, Thomas Hearns, and Sugar Ray Leonard became the people's champions. And then they revitalized the sport of boxing. Through in-depth interviews, archival footage, the series showcases their incredible achievements in the ring as well as their personal battles outside of the ring. So each episode is about one of the four kings. And so the first episode's Ghetto to Glory to Gold. So that one's ha- Hagler. Then uh, Flesh and Blood. I think that's Duran. Oh, and then, and then The Will to Win and H ch- yeah, Hearns is Will to Win and Champion Never Quits. So I'm excited to watch this. I haven't seen it yet, but my boy Teddy Atlas does some of the narration. And I love all of these fighters. I've seen a lot of YouTube dec- documentaries and a lot of like videos. Talking about the fights that these guys had amongst each other, like Hearns versus Sugar Ray, Hearns versus Marvin Hagler, you know, Duran versus Sugar Ray. It's it just, it was a golden time in boxing in the 80s, specifically because also there was no pay per view, really. There was no mm-hmm. closed circuit. So these guys were fighting each other, these huge fights, and millions of people were watching them. They're
5: like on ABC, right? Like, yeah, yeah.
4: ABC boxing. So I'm excited to see this documentary. I love how each episode's kind of. About the particular fighter, all four episodes are out on Showtime, and so that's something I might be doing today. Just having that in the background, I'll probably get totally sucked in.
5: Yeah, um, I mean, I hope you don't like throw out your shoulder or something watching it, but uh...
4: (laughs) Uh, that's that's broken neck,
5: (laughs) a broken freaking neck. What are you talking about? Yeah, Um, I have no recommendations because, (laughs) as I told Rick off air, um, I've spent the last week like you know doing stuff physically outside. Um, and like Rick I've I become very injured From uh, the most basic Of uh, of tasks And uh, yeah. I just spend my time Mostly watching uh, Basketball playoffs And reactions And such to that So uh I uh, haven't watched much, which is actually good. I've I've actually been apart from screens quite a bit in the last week, and it's uh amazing how much better you feel. Although I don't want to give any of that up, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna choose to like go uh, Amish or something. But uh, when you do take little breaks from that stuff, it uh, it does pay it's off. It's nice. Yeah.
4: Well, in this weekend, you got you know we got no UFC or anything like that going on, so it's yet again. This will be the big like cleansing we will have until the pay-per-view comes up.
5: This is the weekend that you like, uh, like in my situation, I'm like, sure. Yeah. Let's go out on Saturday. Yeah. No problem.
4: <laughs> you know, you're just checking your phone frantically. Is there anything I'm missing? No. Yeah.
5: Yeah. This is, this is definitely a definitely, especially with stuff, uh, reopening up. It's almost like, uh, kind of has that like first date kind of feel to it. When you, when you go places or, or like you just turned 21 and you're not sure of all the, uh, right. All the things you are kind of relearning all that stuff. So yeah. Um, uh, Look forward to it. Rick, any closing thoughts this week?
4: No. Uh, I hope my get back gets better. But besides <laughs> that, thank you uh, for having me. And, um, yeah, keep be continued, everybody.
5: Yeah, and if you want to sign us any money, uh, Livecast at gmail.com okay. to go to uh, Rick's back slash my beer um, fund. <laughs> totally not a scam. Totally not a pyramid scheme. Uh, for real, though, MMA Livecast at gmail.com. Yeah. Go ahead and hit us up there. Talk about your sore back or anything else you want to talk about. Didn't have a lot of pro wrestling analysis this week because, as I said, I didn't watch a lot of TV, so I didn't watch the weekly shows. Um, actually, it's Sunday afternoon. I might kind of settle in and and, uh, and watch those a little bit. Did watch the pay-per-view, uh, Hell in a Cell, which I found pretty enjoyable uh, from a from a match uh, standpoint. Uh, I, I do feel like I'm drifting from other wrestling, people who watch regular wrestling, because I find a lot more enjoyment and stuff and that everyone else seems to hate all the time, so I don't know if I'm just like... Uh, Not as miserable of a person, or I'm not watching as closely as I should be. But people who are watching as closely as they should be are over at pwtorch.com. Go ahead and check out all the wrestling content they got going on over there. And, of course, go premium. Get the top shelf stuff. Go VIP. Where you get that great, great audio, and of course the back issues, where you can look at the history of uh, of pro wrestling, a little bit of the history of mixed martial arts, and everything that happened in the late '80s, '90s, 2000s, 2010s, all the way through to today. But that is going to do it for us this week. So for Rick, Ivan, Robert, we are done. We are out of here. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you next week.
2: Have you subscribed to the PW Torch Daily Cast yet? It's a free daily podcast with shows throughout the week dedicated to Ring of Honor, All Elite Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, Major League Wrestling, NXT, and MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. That's Monday through Friday. And on Saturdays, check out the Deep Dive with Rich Fan where he examines a single topic in depth and then Sunday nights it's wrestling night in America with Greg Parks you can listen live or download the show later at pwtorchdailycast.com just click on the live stream link he takes your calls talking about wrestling's biggest events, either ones that just took place or previewing shows that are right around the corner. And on Sundays when WWE runs pay-per-views, he's live right after the pay-per-view at PWTorchDailyCast.com, reviewing the show and taking your calls. That's the PWTorch Daily Cast lineup. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your wrestling podcasts or visit our homepage to download or stream the shows or find out more information, PWTorchDailyCast.com. We're now on Patreon. That's right, you can support us and get benefits at patreon.com/pwtorchvip. That's patreon.com/pwtorchvip. We have three tiers: $4.99, $6.99, and $9.99. The first tier gives you all the weight Keller progressing podcasts and post shows and the PW Torch daily casts with the ads and plugs removed. That membership tier also includes the VIP after shows that on occasion we Put on extended versions for VIP members at the end of the Wade Keller shows and daily casts. And it's compatible with the Apple Podcast app and any other third-party podcast app out there. Or you can stream the shows directly from your Patreon app or the Patreon website. Or you can upgrade to Tier 2 for two extra dollars a month and add the Wade Keller hotline to the mix. A daily podcast just for VIP members who support us. Or you can upgrade to Tier 3 and get all the Wade Color podcasts and post shows and daily casts with the ads and plugs removed and the VIP after shows and the Wade Color hotlines, plus all the other VIP exclusive podcasts and a PDF and all text version of the weekly Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly Newsletter and a 20 years ago Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly Newsletter every week. Full details on how to support us and get so much in return with three different tiered options at patreon.com slash VIP. You can still support us directly on our website and get the full VIP benefits for nine ninety nine a month by going to pwtorch.com slash VIP. That has not changed. This is just an additional option for those of you who are familiar with and like supporting creators on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash VIP